Today's show is brought to you by Real Life Baby. Real Life Baby is a fabulous online resource where you will find a variety of tips on baby and toddler well-being in addition to the most thoughtfully sourced baby gear eco shop. Real Life Baby is a great resource for parents looking to surround their little ones with the safest, most nurturing materials available. I'm personally a big fan of the humanely sourced wool products. You can explore the Real Life Baby shop by heading to their website at reallifebabyecoshop.com. And for a short period of time, you can even get 10% discount by using the code CRICKET10, all one word. That's C-R-I-C-K-E-T-10. That's reallifebabyecoshop.com, discount code inspired after my own little bun in the oven, CRICKET10. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. My name is Cassie Joy Garcia. I am your host, and this is the weekly 30-minute food, fitness, and mindset show. Mostly we talk about the last one, (laughs) but occasionally the others sprinkle in. Uh, And today is another reverse interview where a Fed and Fit listener or reader has written in with a great question and I invite them to come on the show so we can have a conversation about it. So today I am joined by Rachel. She's from Durham, North Carolina, where she is an administrative assistant. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thanks, Cassie. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Um, Likewise. Um, So I just wanted to give a little bit of background about myself, Um, I guess mostly like my health history um, before I jump into some questions. Um, So a few years ago, I was experiencing a lot of digestive issues, so nothing like serious enough to um, really draw attention for running testing, but just enough to feel like something was off. Um, So my primary care doctor at that time just kind of labeled it IBS, but didn't really give me any helpful suggestions. Um, just kind of left it at that. So um, I just began exploring on my own and wanted to figure out, um, you know, if there was more solutions. Um, so I started off with a Whole30, um, and that really opened my eyes to cutting out processed foods um, and just changing the way I was eating, but I was still experiencing some issues after that. Um, so I kind of went to a different doctor, took a food sensitivity test, I eliminated a long list of foods um, for the next six months to a year. Um, So a lot of those overlap with um, kind of a paleo template, but included some um, kind of random vegetables and fruits as well. So um, was pretty restricted for a little bit, Um, slowly reintroduced stuff, but um, was experiencing some headaches as well. So I started to see an acupuncturist um, who had specialized in Chinese medicine um, and was still having as well a few more digestive issues. So he said I probably had um, leaky gut. So I did a month on AIP um, as well as some supplements to kind of help heal my gut. Um, So I feel like right now I'm kind of stabilized out. mostly uh, following a paleo template, although I do eat some 
gluten-free grains. Um, the main things um, that still I'm sensitive to are gluten and soy. Um, so I'm you know, pretty careful about those. Um, but through the whole journey, I kind of I came across the Balance Bites podcast and then listening to them, I heard about you, Cassie, and started listening to your podcast as well. So just kind of opened my mind to um, moving beyond just eliminating foods, but also thinking about quality, nutritious foods. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I, I got on this journey. But the main re- reason I wrote in is that I recently found out that I'm pregnant. I'm super excited. I'm Yay. only six weeks along. Um, and I really enjoyed following your pregnancy experience too on social media and hearing about it sprinkled in through podcasts and stuff. Um, I just uh, had some questions related to that and thought um, that you'd be a great resource since you're, you know, some months ahead of me and trying to figure this stuff out probably too. Um, So my first question has to do with snacking. Um, So I used to be a really big snacker. I'd always have a mid-morning snack, mid-afternoon snack, um, and was prone to getting hangry. Um, So I got your your book, The Fed and Fit Book, earlier this year. um, And that's where I read where you're writing about um, not snacking so that your body could really have time to rest um, in between meals. So um, that kind of set off a light bulb. I weaned myself off of snacking so much. um, And I really did feel like it helped me um, just not be hungry all the time. Um, But now that I'm pregnant, I'm wondering if I should alter that at all because a lot of things that I'm reading, which granted aren't from a paleo perspective, they mention eating snacks, especially to help with like morning sickness in the first trimester. Um, and even my mom said when when she was pregnant, she just ate saltine crackers all the time, um, and which I can't do being gluten-free. But I was just wondering what you've been doing, if it alters at all, or if you just kind of stay the same um, eating as before. So I just kind of wanted your feedback on that. Oh my gosh. Well, number one, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. That's so exciting. When Rachel and I were exchanging via email, in case any of the listeners here are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're airing this so quickly. I'm I'm saving this episode so that Rachel has the opportunity to tell all of her friends and family first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I wanted to make sure that she was able to come on the show and we could chat, you know, as soon as possible. So probably by the time this airs, gosh, it'll, you'll be another couple months in, if not more. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, goodness, such a great question. And I'm really excited to talk about it because it's something that I've been wanting to address, but it's such a difficult thing to address in, you know, a little caption on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, this is, this is great. When I wrote the Fed and Fit book, I wrote it for, I would say, what would be considered the typical person, mm-hmm. right? Um, somebody just looking for general health and wellness, not necessarily enduring. Now, there are tidbits that I think everybody can get, can, can get from that. Like, for example, the no snacking, that's something that most people can benefit from. Mm-hmm. There's always a footnote, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of unless your XYZ. And one of those would definitely be unless you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I'm thrilled to talk about it. The pregnant body, it's so interesting. I am, I'm almost at 30 weeks now, yes. which is mm-hmm. incredible how fast it flies by. I'm sure you've had people tell you that already, mm-hmm. but goodness gracious, it really does. Um, 
at 30 weeks, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm more and more and more affirmed. I, there, was a, there was a side of me, of course, that studied it from a nutrition perspective, from a holistic perspective, right? Studies mm-hmm. the body and what it goes through. And you realize that the chemistry, the body chemistry of a pregnant woman, it just essentially completely changes. And that's why you'll get a lot of those symptoms, especially in the first trimester while chemistry is changing. A lot of that is hormonal based. Um, and then as you go, there are, of course are, are physical changes that your body goes through as well as um, the relaxing hormone starts to soften some of the joints and your pelvis shifts. Uh, but the chemical changes also has a huge impact metabolically, right? On how our body processes certain things. And from a practitioner, like from a holistic nutrition standpoint, looking at it, it makes sense that the pregnant woman would need to eat a more, probably more carbohydrates than she was at first, especially the paleo pregnant woman, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Especially in the form of fruit. So getting in a good amount of fructose is really great. And healthy fats are, of course, really important. Healthy proteins, all of the, all of the macros, all of those categories are really important. Yeah. Um, but probably increasing a little bit on the fruit side. And then especially during that first trimester, um, I don't know, have you started experiencing any morning sickness or any other symptoms? Yeah, so I haven't really had morning sickness per se, but just this weird like queasy feeling where food doesn't, seem as appealing, um, like the idea of it, like I'm still eating. Okay. What the process of eating is fine, but like thinking about it in between just doesn't really seem as appealing. And then just also some fatigue as well. Yeah. Got it. Excuse me. I definitely experienced the fatigue. I actually was able to squeak by without any morning sickness. There was no, no nausea that I experienced, which could happen. And there's maybe some people listening who are nodding their heads or maybe one day they will experience um, one or the other. I -hmm. went through migraines um, essentially for the entire first trimester. That's just kind of how my body responded to the major shift in chemistry. Mm -hmm. Um, so everybody, everybody's body <laughs> is going to be different, but that's interesting. Right. So um, I think that when I, so really at the root of all of this, I'm going to give some specific recommendations, but at the root of all of this, I think it's really important for pregnant women and all people to listen to their bodies. And that sounds so foo-foo, but pay attention if you are craving what pay attention to your cravings. If you're craving carbs, right? Mm-hmm. If you're craving crackers and pasta and things like that, your body probably needs some more really good healthy carbohydrates. It doesn't necessarily mean that we need to dive headfirst into an endless pasta night at the Olive Garden, <laughs> right? Because that comes with other things. You might think, oh gosh, but I'm craving fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> yeah. You know, our body's cravings on a nutritional base probably aren't that specific. They're probably more geared towards um, the, just the food group in general. So if you're craving that, maybe try to have a nice giant baked potato, you mm-hmm. know, something along those lines. So I would indulge cravings in that regard. Pay attention to your body because it's going to tell you what it really needs in order to prepare and become as healthy as it needs to be in order to support that sweet little life. So 
I would say listen to your body and if your body is telling you that you need a little snack or you need something to get through the day, then go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily set an alarm on my phone during the day, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, it's 3 p.m. It's time for a snack or it's 1030 a.m. It's between meals time for a snack. But mm -hmm. I will say that um, in just kind of relaxing and allowing my body because I'm not Another, and I know you know this, but another reason why pregnancy is so different is our priorities are different, right? We're supporting our healthy body, not because we have necessarily personal health goals, but because we're trying to support the health of our babies, mm -hmm. right? And so any kind of um, self-centered health goal, not that it goes out the window, but it becomes lower on the priority list than what, what decisions can I make that are going to support my baby the best. Um, mm -hmm. And part of that is also, of course, taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of our babies. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say I started snacking more. I started eating more fruit and I did, I started gaining weight and those will, all of those things are good. Mm -hmm. right? I haven't gained an excessive amount by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but in that first trimester, it just feels like you're just gaining weight, or at least it did for me mm -hmm. because it's not exactly popping out in the belly. Your body's, mm -hmm. your body's just settling and, and adding on water weight and adding on some really good healthy fats and stores and things like that. So I'm kind of talking all around your question. <laughs> helpful. Yeah, that is. Um, definitely pro-snacking during okay. pregnancy if you think that that's something that you need. And if you are strictly gluten-free, uh, mm -hmm. soy-free, and you're trying to avoid those things, I mean, I've heard those same, those same stories. All I could keep down was Sprite and, and saltine crackers. I've heard mm -hmm. that too. And um, during those really bad migraine days, to be honest, because I wasn't thinking clearly, if I had had saltines in the house, I probably would have eaten them and it would have made things worse, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. gluten is one of my triggers as well. So one thing that I had to do was make sure that I was surrounded by snacks mm -hmm. that weren't going to make matters worse for me. Mm -hmm. um, but that were still some kind of sustenance. So uh, gluten-free seed crackers, those kinds of things I kept on hand that I could just grab and go. Um, I would have, I did not prepare freezer meals like I have been doing now for when baby comes, mm -hmm. uh, but that would have been a really good thing to just kind of have on hand in case you really are not feeling up to cooking. You've got something, maybe soups, things like that, that you can rely upon. Uh, mm -hmm. making sure you're getting in essentially all of the really wonderful healthy foods that you probably were following and stressing on a paleo type template. Those are mm -hmm. all still just as important now, right? Um, yeah. really good sources of liver, really good uh, grass fed pastured proteins, organic produce, especially the kind where you eat the skin. All of those things are really important. Lots and lots of water. Um, and then on days when you're like, I just can't, I just cannot get up and make myself kale. It's just not going to happen. I don't, I didn't sound good. I don't feel good. Um, that's okay too. Just eat, eat some sort of a snack, even if it's a dried good, that mm -hmm. just helps you get through to the next day because um, that phase will pass. Yeah. Thanks. That's really helpful. And your, what you were saying about cravings is interesting. I feel like I've been craving like sweet things like um, sugar or chocolate, but I guess maybe, um, maybe if I could just substitute and eat more fruit, maybe that would um, 
fulfill that craving? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good way to go. You know, um, fruit is a good way to go. And I, you know what I started doing, Rachel, is I just started going to the grocery store and I stocked the heck up on fruit. And <laughs> I mean, before that, I would usually just have berries mm-hmm. in the house. Um, but I've started having keeping because I would get bored of berries. <laughs> Uh-huh. very boredom. Uh, and so I just started having whatever, whatever I could find on hand. I have an abundance of apples of, um, gosh, what's in season now. There are peaches back then, you know, all of the tropical fruits, just have stock of nice variety of fruits and mm-hmm. try to make it a point that you go through them at the end of the week. But mm-hmm. that could definitely help a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then next, um, I've been reading about, you know, how important calcium is. And I know all of the vitamins and nutrients are, but um, calcium in particular, I was wondering if I should increase um, like my dairy intake to make sure I'm getting enough calcium. Um, So I'm mostly tolerate um, like cheese or yogurt. I don't typically just drink milk by itself. Um, So if I can tolerate it, I didn't know if I should be including more of it. Um, during this time. So I just wanted your feedback on that. Yeah. Great, great question. You know, um, one of the best sources of calcium is actually kale. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's one of, there's a lot of reasons I like kale for breakfast. There's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, But one of them is because in, in some ways, when I was first getting started and eating this way, I thought of that pile of, you know, lemony kale as kind mm-hmm. of a substitute for the glass of milk that I grew up mm-hmm. with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there is, there's a lot of calcium available in kale. There's a lot of calcium available in sardines. Have you ever, have you dabbled in sardines yet? I haven't. Yeah. Okay. It oh. sounds so weird. I know. <laughs> there's a recipe in the book um, uh-huh. for a curried sardine salad and it may sound so bizarre but you chop it up with jicama which is kind of has an apple like texture Mm -hmm. Um, and you put some curry powder in there and it is so delicious and you I I have now gotten to the point where I enjoy sardines but um but that salad masks it curry curry (laughs) designed to mask (laughs) some things and Mm -hmm. so that one might work for you but that's that's an option um Mm -hmm. gosh there are a lot there's I think yogurt is a great way to go I too eat the occasional like sheep's milk yogurt is one that I really enjoy um, the occasional cheese that works as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know, the, a lot of the cruciferous vegetables in general, so there's kale, collards, broccoli, cauliflower, a lot of those are really good sources, uh, of calcium. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of, a lot of fish. Is that helpful? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. I actually do make your lemony kale recipe oh, for good. most breakfast. So yeah. Um, you're getting a good dose then. Okay, great. <laughs> That's awesome. I think this is a great spot to stop and hear from one of our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends at ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers grass-fed, grass-finished, pastured beef, chicken, and heritage breed pork to your door each month. The animals are humanely raised and are never introduced to hormones or antibiotics. I have been a loyal fan and customer of ButcherBox for over a year now and love 
my monthly butcher box delivery because it helps me get healthy, nutrient-packed protein on my table with ease. To order your own butcher box, head to www.butcherbox.com forward slash fed and fit podcast where you can get $15 off plus free bacon with your order. Again, that's www.butcherbox.com forward slash fed and fit podcast for $15 off and free bacon with your order. Um, so I was also wondering, um, besides taking like a prenatal vitamin, do you personally supplement with anything additional? Um, so I've heard like cod liver oil or DHA supplement and just wasn't sure what I needed to prioritize. Yeah, really good question. You know, I used to take fermented cod liver oil Mm -hmm. and I stopped mostly because I got to the point where if I can get it from real food, I'm I'm going to try to do that instead. Mm -hmm. Um, Even, even in fermented cod liver oil, as pure and as unadulterated as it sounds in terms of processing, it's still somewhat of a processed food. Mm -hmm. And so I made it a point to start eating more sardines, cold water fish, for example, mm-hmm. to kind of help replace that. So if that's something that you're curious about, it's, it's, it's worth looking into um, and doing a little more digging. I might do a whole episode, in fact, on um, fish oil because there's a lot of different literature coming out that mm-hmm. is very polarizing. I, I have my, the prenatal that I take has fish oil in it. I kind of wish it didn't mm-hmm. uh, just because I don't know where they're getting it from. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I do take that. I take my prenatal. It's got fish oil in it. It does not have iron in it. That's Mm -hmm. the only thing my prenatal is missing. And so I have to take an extra iron supplement, Mm -hmm. um, just because us as pregnant women, we're really prone to becoming anemic. Yeah. Um, and then I take goodness, what else? Uh, desiccated liver Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Gosh, I'm trying, but it's really hard to like liver in my little brain. Uh, So, you know, the day that I really start enjoying it, I ideally I would, I would eat a serving of liver at least once a week. Mm -hmm. Um, So until then I'm going to keep up with the desiccated liver pills, but that's about it. You know, I really, I place, and, and when I travel, when I travel, I will try to take um, a, a magnesium supplement, magnesium citrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, I guess, gosh, sorry, this is all scattered. I don't have these thoughts organized. Okay. <laughs> and then I also take a, a collagen uh, peptides. Mm-hmm. So the, the vital proteins, and that's really to support, of course, it's meant to support healthy baby, but it also helps our bodies uh, really be able to support baby. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of our skin, our hair, our nails, because as, as, as she or he is pulling nutrients from our bodies, we need to be really on top of replenishing as much as possible. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I do. So yeah, between the collagen, the magnesium when I travel, because it's just sometimes it's hard to, to get those kinds of foods out, the liver, especially when I travel, and then the prenatals, that's about it. And then I try to think about the rest of it coming from food, right? Mm-hmm. Placing a big emphasis on really colorful fruits and vegetables, especially cooked leafy greens. 
Mm-hmm. Um, really good, healthy proteins that are from really wonderful sources, and then uh, plenty of varied starches, right? So, and that's that's true. That's been true, pregnant or not, right? We want to keep our our food sources as variable as possible, but rotate in as many as we can. But purple potatoes, purple sweet potatoes, you know, um, mm-hmm. yellow ones, white ones. Uh, squash, butternut squash, kabocha squash. I think that's how you say it. You know, all the different plantains, beets, all the different foods under the rainbow um, is kind of how I think of it. Yeah. Or like a chewable vitamin. Yeah. And does the desiccated liver, does that fulfill your iron needs or? Um, well, no, unfortunately Mm -hmm. liver only the one that I had, I actually studied it this morning has about 4% 4% of your recommended daily value of liver. Um, so, you know, and I don't, I honestly, I don't take it every day. Just mm-hmm. I kind of sprinkle it in every once in a while. Gotcha. I, for the, for the iron supplement, I had to just go buy a regular old plain mm-hmm. iron supplement and I drink it with orange juice because the calcium or excuse me, the vitamin C Mm-hmm. Uh, really helps the body assimilate some of it. I can't take it on an empty stomach because it makes me really sick. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, it's it's one of the it's a very weird thing. I have to take iron with a glass of orange juice before I go to bed so I can sleep through the <laughs> nausea. <laughs> yeah, and do you mind sharing which um, brand of prenatal you take? I don't mind at all. I take Smarty Pants, the little gummy okay. prenatal vitamins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has a really good form of methylated folate. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, it's already bioavailable and ready to be used. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about whether or not you have any sort of a gene mutation that would prevent you from uh, metabolizing folic acid. You, it's already ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. That's helpful. Yeah. Um, I guess moving to another area, I know hydration is like one of um, your pillars of health. Um, so since I started reading your book, I've you know been, really been trying to focus on um, tracking my water and you know drinking enough of it. Um, but for some reason, right now, it doesn't seem very appealing to me. Um, I don't know why, because I didn't have a problem before. But I think just that like queasy feeling. Um, I'm kind of struggling more than I was before to get enough water. And um, so I just wondered if you had any suggestions to make it more appealing and if I should actually be increasing like how much water I'm drinking during pregnancy. Yeah, great question. And you know what? When your body is ready for more water, it will tell you. Okay. <laughs> so you trust it. <laughs> um, you're you're going to wake up one day and think, oh my goodness, I am thirsty. <laughs> um and some days I've had those and some days I haven't. I would say I kind of went through that as well. And I had to start mixing up different ways to make water palatable. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you're in North Carolina, so you don't have the grocery store I was about to mention. But there's a grocery oh. store chain in in Texas called HEB. Whole Foods mm-hmm. has these as well, but HEB also carries it. So for my Texas listeners, put HEB and get fresh squeezed lemon juice and lime juice in a mm-hmm. bottle from the produce section. It is life changing. Those little, those little bottles of lemon juice that are not refrigerated. Those are not the way to go. That's not right. Mm-hmm. But they have really fresh stuff uh, occasionally. So I would always have one of those on hand, whether lemon or lime mm-hmm. and Whole Foods also sells them. Or you can just of course 
buy lemons and limes. Right. Um, <laughs> but I would, I would have that just for ease and I would either mix that right in with water Mm-hmm. just to kind of help make some kind of a lemonade or something a little bit different, mm-hmm. a little bit interesting. So I'm more excited about drinking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I would pour it in with sparkling water. Okay. Mm-hmm. That kind of helps make a little fizzy drink. I'm currently sipping on, looking at it right now, tart cherry juice that mm-hmm. with, um, with sparkling water. Mm-hmm. And so it creates kind of like a cherry soda. Uh-huh. tart cherry soda. And so that's really fun. And, you know, I don't, I don't try to, I don't want to add fruit juices to all of my drinks. I try to mm-hmm. maybe do, I probably average about one a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're looking for just a way to make it more interesting, that would be a way to go. Broths might mm-hmm. be an option. Mm-hmm. Making sure you're getting in some really good uh, minerals with those. That would be one way to go. It's a little bit more interesting. And then teas. So in the form of like ginger would be really helpful, a ginger tea. Traditional Medicinals is one of my favorite brands. Mm-hmm. And they have a great ginger tea that I always, I like to have at the end of the night. And if I have not already had my collagen for the day, I will make myself a little ginger tea with a scoop of collagen and at least half of a lemon mm-hmm. worth of juice. And it's really delicious. And it just kind of helps break up the monotony of water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks. That's really helpful. Good. Um, So I guess um, my last question would um, be regarding one of your other pillars of fitness. Um, So to be honest, this has consistently been been my area of weakness. Um, So over the past few years, I've done things like Zumba or go through spurts where I work out consistently, like um, running or the elliptical, um, and then something throws me off and I'll get off the schedule. So, um, basically the only thing I've done consistently is walking, um, because we have two small dogs. So I walk them in the morning and evening. So probably a total of 30, 40 minutes per day. Um, so I know it's important, um, to be active during pregnancy. I'm also a little afraid to do something intense like Zumba if I wasn't doing it consistently before. Um, and then I also know like strength training is important, but it's also something I wasn't, um, doing super regularly. So I just wasn't sure, um, if you had suggestions for someone like me, who's only moderately active that, um, just to make sure I'm incorporating it, but not, um, stressing my body. Um, yeah, great, great, great question. So this makes me want to do some sort of like a fitness um, series, maybe for the blog for pregnancy, because I think that there are some movements that we can talk about and highlight. Mm -hmm. I would say priority number one, if you're going into pregnancy and you don't, because that's what they say is they say, whatever you had before, kind of keep up with. That's the same advice, Mm -hmm. right? That your doctor probably told you Mm -hmm. or will tell you. Um, and although that's good advice, it's not great advice because there's, there's always some exceptions to the rule, right? Mm-hmm. If, if maybe you were extreme, um, I'm going to say this to the extreme in case where we have different kinds of listeners, but if you're an extreme athlete, it may be um, worth considering dialing a few things back, not all the way down, right? Mm-hmm. But, but adjusting your, our workouts so that we're not hurting our bodies while our bodies are more relaxed. 
um, and as muscles and tissues are moving around. Uh, so it, it does take a little strategic thinking. So if you're on the extreme side of athleticism, I would say um, it's, it's going in and essentially working through the movements of a workout Mm-hmm. is the important thing to do, not necessarily be in it to win it, but go at what would you would consider to be maybe a 60% effort until that feels like, if that feels like ever too much or you're too winded, then dialing it back. Um, this is just a very brief nutshell. I recommend listening to the podcast, Anybody Dialing In Now, to that I recorded with Brianna Battles recently on pregnancy mindset and fitness. She is a fitness trainer that specializes in pregnancy and postpartum, so that's a really great reference point. Mm-hmm. But in your case, I would say um, I would say one thing to place a priority on is I would definitely keep up with those walks mm-hmm. and, and make those as much as you can somewhat of a non non negotiable, mm-hmm. right? Not non non. I stuttered. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't mean the double negative. I would I would uh, make those a non negotiable as much as possible, uh, and maybe even lengthen them a little bit, lengthen those walks as it, as you feel fine, that kind of, of movement is really good for the pregnant body. It's not that we need to go out there and run a marathon or win awards or have any personal bests, but, but moving and staying active and making sure we're focusing on our posture and we're really nurturing a healthy overall skeletal system is really going to help us in the long run. Plus the activity and all the good uh, hormones that come from that really do benefit baby as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say maybe try walking 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you know, up it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then as you feel good or different, then, you know, maintain that increase it. If you feel like, gosh, I really just want to keep going today. then that would Mm -hmm. be great. Um, and then for extra movements that maybe you weren't doing before, but won't necessarily hurt you squats are actually a really good movement for pregnant women. Mm-hmm. Um, they're one of the, the few that are out there. And so if you're really feeling like you want to do something a little bit extra to kind of help in terms of a, of a body weight activity, but that moves the joints a little bit differently, mm-hmm. then that might be something, some air squats you can do five to 10 a day, right? Nothing mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and then make sure you're giving yourself at least two full days of rest a week. A walk I would consider to be fine on a rest day, especially if it's more of a leisurely stroll than a speed walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, how motivated your puppies are. <laughs> <laughs> Not super fast. Okay. Yeah. Like when I walk Gus, the, 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 we have our great Pyrenees. It is mm-hmm. by no stretch of the imagination a speed walk. <laughs> we might cover the same amount of ground as you guys, but it takes us an, a whole hour. Um, so, you know, that would be fine on a rest day as well, but those kind of body weight workouts are going to be great, you know, or maybe some backwards dips, um, where you're, uh, pushing off of a bench, mm-hmm. right? Nothing that, nothing that really causes you to overly engage our core. And that's something that Brianna is going to talk about very specifically about how to really make sure that maintain, we're maintaining core health. But if you're not going into the gym and you're not having to modify sit-ups, or kipping pull-ups, and I wouldn't necessarily worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be fine with squats, walking, dips, um, 
I'm sure I'll think of more activities as soon as we get off the phone, <laughs> but that would, that would be a good starting point. And, um, and I will, I'm going to work on, on a series for essentially just a very low impact workout routine for pregnancy that we can get up on the blog. Yeah, that would be great. Awesome. Maybe it'll come out the same time this podcast does. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wonderful. Well, I hope that was helpful. Yeah, that was super helpful. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Oh, good. It is so my pleasure, Rachel. Congratulations on Thank this you. incredible blessing. I mean, you just, you, I, you're just glowing through the phone. I can just tell how excited <laughs> you are. And I hope yes. that you keep feeling great. You've got such a good head on your shoulders. That is one lucky baby. Um, to have you as her mama, so or his mama, man, I'm biased. That's what I'm having. Um, but anyways, I wish you the best. Keep me posted on everything, and for everybody listening, if you have more questions that stem from today's episode, please head over to the blog and leave them in a comment, and we'll be sure to incorporate that in possibly future podcast episodes. Um, and then as always, we'll have a full transcript there on the blog. You can find us in iTunes, leave us a review, recommend it to your friends and encourage them to go subscribe. That helps the show get into more hands into the future. Thanks Rachel for joining us and everybody else. We'll be back again next week. 